Hi everyone, welcome back to UCC's Talking Pictures podcast. I am your host Shannon and I am delighted to announce that this week I am doing kind of a little LGBTQ plus themed episode. Pride was last week so I am a little late but look we're just catching up with everything. And I am so happy to announce that I have with me fellow trampoline king Kyle Kelleher (laughs) who is one of the most iconic people that I know so I am so glad to have him here and we're going to just do a little quick introduction of Kyle so Kyle how are you? I'm so excited to be here I'm not gonna lie I think this is so cool so hey (laughs) I honestly feel like Kyle is like made for the podcasting world so um honestly same yeah so this is like just an introduction after this we're talking like we're talking like deals we're talking like (laughs) agents we'll see where it goes movies like yeah. I don't know if I call Hollywood or if Hollywood calls me but your agent will arrange it yeah someone's gonna hit me up after this anyways can you tell us a little bit about yourself sure so I'm 20 I'm going to final year in UCC for doing psychology and computer science which is fine <laughs> <laughs> actually a fun fact about Kyle is he gave me like all these psychology tips a few months ago and now I can't look or interact with people the same way anymore oh my god yeah I forgot about that it really ruins it doesn't it yeah it yeah. really ruins your life so um don't ever ask Kyle for any help with that and also he is psychoanalyzing you so <laughs> if you think he isn't he really is so just this is more of a warning to be honest I just like to get a read on people I like to know what's going on <laughs> but anyway today we said we were going to do an LGBTQ plus kind of episode and we wanted to talk about gay tropes in cinema because the thing is films aren't really representing they're getting better but they're still not great at representing people who are queer very well so we kind of wanted to go into the main ones just mainly because we want to complain I think for like 40 minutes half an hour yeah we just want to rant yeah that's basically (laughs) it like you see the thing is we do this anyway but we just wanted to record it today (laughs) that's exactly it yeah we have a few written down here but like where do you want to start what to you is a film where like you watch it and there's something about the portrayal of someone who's gay or bi or whatever but like you're like this is not good representation seeing all of them is probably not fair but (laughs) i would say like a really bad one even though i love the movie is mean girls like it's so iconic like the cast is iconic the movie's iconic but like damien is just a terrible like representation of gay people because like yeah he's funny but like you couldn't name a single story plot about him in the whole movie and he's supposed to be like a main character mm-hmm. you know what I mean like he's supposed to be one of what Katie's like main three friends like we learn loads about Katie loads about Janice like her like history with Regina like her, like them going through school together like she gets a happy ending with your man at the end of it I think but like nothing happens to him he's just kind of there a zappy like one liner and I'm just like that's so typical that's so typical like that's all like that like kind of like gay best friend role gets it's just like the one-liner it's like there's no story yeah I feel like the gay best friend trope is just such um it's just such a bad trope to be fair because like it doesn't give like any room for personality for the character like it's just their sexuality and the weird thing is I feel like whoever makes these films whether it's the director the screenwriter they think they're doing a good job because they're like look how like queer this character is and then it's like you should just treat them the same way as straight character but they don't know how no they don't know how because it's almost like taboo you know what I mean it's like oh like we have to talk about this character being gay or like it has to be obvious so like you can't just nobody will give them like the same idea of a story and like a straight person will like they won't just like have like a boyfriend from the start or something like that that wasn't in the movie beforehand or like 
it's always like they're either going to be super super femme or like super super mask it's never just like you know kind of in the middle like it's not like a load of representation it's just kind of too like really harshly at their ends and that's kind of all we see so it's kind of hard to relate to i think yeah as well what you mentioned about like there being the two types we were talking about this a bit beforehand one trope that i think is really weird is the homophobic buddy who's actually gay because it's been going on for ages but i was even watching sex education last year and i really like that show but the two characters in the show i think it's eric and adam so yeah adam basically buddies eric for like pretty badly for like the first season and a bit into the second i think as well but the thing is then they get together because this he's actually been bullying Eric this whole time because he's actually bisexual. Yeah. The thing is, like, why would you get with someone? But, like, that's not even, like, like that's not even realistic. You know what I mean? Like, that's not really how the world works. Like, if you talk to most gay people who have been bullied, not many of them are going to say, oh, yeah, he ended up being my boyfriend. You know, like, most of the time in real life, people are bullied because people are, I don't know if I can swear on this. They're you not. Can. People are shitty. <laughs> <laughs> and like it's not because they're gay it's not because they're in love with you and then it makes it seem like okay so is everyone that's homophobic gay which is also not true because if the only people that are homophobic were gay then like nobody would be homophobic you know like that's not it creates this whole weird issue that isn't even there in the first place like the issue isn't gay people bullying gay people in the closet the issue is straight people who <laughs> bully gay people that's where it comes from most most of the time this is a generalization so don't cancel me <laughs> yeah it takes off like a lot of accountability as well because like oh yeah they might have, like bullied someone severely like they're just secretly gay it's fine yeah it's it like, like gets rid of it it's like oh well it's fine now. it's not fine now you still traumatize this person you still bullied them for ages like i know it's not a movie but glee is another really bad yeah well actually glee does something good in it to be fair when the main character kurt is gay and he gets bullied by somebody on the football team called dave and then after a while it turns out dave is actually gay and likes kurt but what i liked about glee is that kurt was like basically was like no like you bullied me for ages like i don't feel that way about you because it was a nice spin on it compared to other movies and like sex education and stuff like that where it's just they're magically in love now and it's really interesting because, like, Lee and I would kind of be ripped apart for everything. Like, back in its day, it was pretty, like, you know, unusual yeah. time. Oh, it had storylines that shouldn't have been made. Like, <laughs> it was wild. I love how your one sent, Rachel, she just sent that uh, girl, what was her name? It was, like, Sunshine or something to, <gasps> to a crack, a crack, crack house. house. Yeah. An act- and her whole thing was, like, it wasn't an active crack house. Like, Glee would <laughs> never be made now. Like, if you were a Gleek back in the day, you get it because... It's crazy. I love all the videos online. Like, Mr. She was just so strange. But, like, he was, like, he would even say to him, like, oh, you're all minorities. You're in the Glee Club. Like, being a part of, like, a literal society in your school does not make you a minority. <laughs> like, you're just singing and dancing. Yeah. And, like, when you keep doing it in public, like, gay crashing, like, people's lunches <laughs> or, like, ceremonies or, like, weddings or funerals or everything. Like, yeah, people aren't going to be, you know, thrilled about it. But, yeah, outside of Glee, which could be a whole other episode, it's just funny how Glee is so controversial, but it's still... Kurt still had his boundaries compared to sex education, where it, it is, like... Eric does touch on it. He, I remember he said to Adam, he's like, you made me feel afraid for years, and that doesn't go away. But then it quickly did go away. Yeah, they got together. exactly. It just kind of gets rid of the whole point at the end of that, which is... It's just frustrating. Like, give the if you're gonna make a gay character in a show, like you don't have to. Like, it, there doesn't have to be a gay character and everything. But if you're going to make one, give it the same amount of like time and attention that a straight character is gonna get, mm-hmm. and not just in like screen time or as like in lines, but just in quality. Yeah. Like, you need to give actual storylines like actual depth. You know what I mean? Like, in the few shows I think that like our movies that have like 
show gay characters like in like a kind of more real way I think always gets perceived better so I don't know why everybody doesn't do that it doesn't yeah. have to be sad it just has to be real yeah because I remember this is a bit off topic but I remember Skins um, so that came out maybe 2006, 2008 I've seen like a bit of it yeah in the first season there's a character called Maxi and he's gay but like, he's it's actually not like really he's just gay and everyone's kind of like yeah and I was really surprised because like for a show that's a bit older about 2006 the whole attitude of the show, they didn't really care about it. Yeah. Like, it was just, like, he was just living his best life, and it was just so different from, like... Is this Skins UK or US? Skins UK. See, because I was going to say, I feel like UK, like, even Europe in general, kind of has a better showcase of gay characters than America would. I feel like even, like, in, like, those social, like, Coronation Street or EastEnders and stuff like that, like, there's been loads of gay characters on those shows for, like like decades who have had like a million one storylines like you know all their their backstories like their drama like you know everything about them and I feel like because they're on those shows so long that they actually give them like good quality time Mm -hmm. but I feel like that's not something you'd see in like the US as much I feel like it's very much like gay best friend literally yeah like Riverdale as well oh my god I could go on about that for ages like Riverdale has so much issues I think you know, I'm not someone who'd be really big about queer baiting, but I just remember they would get, like, all of the female characters to, like, kiss each other, and they'd be like, lol, look how crazy we are, guys. That's, yeah. And it's like, no, you're not. That's what, Riverdale has a thousand issues. It is <laughs> crazy. I stopped watching it after, like, I think, I don't know, some killer was revealed, and I was like, all right, I can't keep up anymore. Yeah, no, like, it did get more ridiculous, but remember Kevin, because Kevin's whole storyline was just him being him gay. Him being gay, that's yeah. it. And yeah. if he ever made a comment, it was a comment about him being gay, and you're like, Kevin, like, do you do anything after school? Like, do you have hobbies? Yeah, like, would never learn anything about it. Like, I don't know if that changed in the later seasons. Me, at this point, he's watching it, though. I don't know. <laughs> but I remember even, like, um, your one Cheryl, when she got together with the other girl. I yeah. Think it was Vanessa or something. Or maybe I'm thinking of the actress's name. But they I were know like, the girl you're on about, yeah, yeah. with pink hair. And they were like, oh, my God, guys, look how forward-thinking we are. And it's like, it would just be a lot easier if you just went ahead and... You know. Yeah, like you don't need to do the coming out announcement. Like things can just happen and we can just move on. I think that's kind of <laughs> my favorite way with it. Is like if it's you feel like it's not needed, you don't have every character doesn't have to like come out because a lot of people feel like especially like a lot of girls that I'm friends with and stuff like that. Like a lot of them would be like some form of bi or gay or stuff like that, but none of them really came out. They just kind of like sat out when we were all just kind of like, okay. Like it was just so natural. Like. It's not like the 90s. Like, we don't need to do the big, like, stop, speech, cheer. Like, you know, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But, like, it's not every person, you know? Most people just try and, like, do, like, a process of it happening naturally. It's just an easier transition, I think. And I think that's an issue with TV shows. Like, they can't... It's never a case of, like, they might see their friend on a night and they're just getting someone of the same sex. It has to be, like emotional it has breakdown. to be like this big moment but sometimes it is and sometimes people just go crazy you know like I feel like that the whole casualness of it just isn't really there and I think that will just come with time I think so that yeah. like could the more normalised it continues to get like the less like media will reflect how big of a deal it has to be mm-hmm. you know or at least I hope and do you think it's getting more casual in that sense it's definitely getting more casual like if, even if you look at like singers you know like Lil Nas X like he does performances for like really big award shows and he wears like really like camp outfits and he's like like 10,000 backup dancers and lights and like production and like that's a really good thing because like like 10-15 years ago that would never happen like especially not something so like mainstream 
you know what I mean? Or even if you think of like Drag Race, like that's huge now. Like there's like DragCon, they have a show on the Vegas Strip. There's um, a world tour of the show that is actually coming to Ireland October 18th. Really? If wondering, work the world. I actually might cut this out because I don't want people to go so I can get tickets. Oh, like, yes. <laughs> it's fine. I love you guys. I really do, I swear. <laughs> They're not sold out, so snatch them all. But okay. I feel like because it's like spreading so fast and like, you know, like people are saying to like actually be okay with it, which is quite nice that like I think over time, it will become more, well, at least I hope, it will become more casual. It won't be as, like, you know, if you watch, like, a gay movie from, like, the 90s or 2000s, or even something like Brokeback Mountain, like, yeah. which was so, like, revolutionary and, like, so different for the time, now you kind of watch it, and, like, if you didn't know anything about it, you wouldn't really think too heavily, but, like, that was something I've never seen before. Yeah. Now it's just kind of like, oh, like, that's what it was. Yeah, because it was a big deal. I remember yeah. at the time, well, I didn't remember, I would have been too young, but, like, I, I, I was reading up about it lately, and I was just talking about how, like, that film for people, they're like, that's the film of the gay cowboys. That's all people called it because that was a really big yeah. thing at the time. But I think w- something I want to mention about that is another trope in that film. And that's the sad gay trope. The sad gay trope. Of oh course. my God. Of like, course. Because gay people can't be happy. No. That. no. It's always like a tragic ending. Yeah. Like, why couldn't they just like get married, have kids and like live out their days, you know? Yeah, because that's um, something I want to touch on as well. Because the sad gay trope, for those who don't know, is basically the trope where they're pretty much depressed and unhappy for the film. They die of illness. They die of sadness. <laughs> they just, like, basically everything in their life goes wrong for them. And the main reason why is just because they're gay. Yeah. Or even if, like, people love Heartstopper, but, like, the first, like, three quarters of it is Charlie just being like super depressed and obsessing over Nick because it's like the only thing that's making him happy which also isn't really a good message because that TV show is probably made for like a, like a young teen kind of audience that like shouldn't put all your hopes in like one boy that you don't even know is like an- anything to do with you you know what I mean yeah. like he was that trope basically until he got a boyfriend mm-hmm. which is like I feel like a lot of people didn't really realise like watching it yeah, because Heartstop would be one of the bigger like shows where people yeah. look at it as having more positive messaging. Like, yeah, I would say like that show, I think, is definitely like woke in the sense that like you know that it's very diverse cast, it's very kind of like younger audience, and I think, but it's a really really positive. Like, it has sh- shows like a wide range of different people across like the gay community in general, and like I think actually kind of has a nice story to it. You yeah, know, it's too. very sweet, it's very lighthearted, and like. I think the animation of it is really cute with all the little leaves and, like, the aesthetic is nice. And, like, I think it's, like, it's a nice show. Like, if I was 12 or 13, like, I would have loved to have seen something like that, mm-hmm. you know? But, like, there was nothing like that on TV when I was that age. No, and, like, it is really popular among younger age groups. Like, it won, like, the Emmy last year. I think it was for daytime programming or family programming. Oh, yeah. So it was really nice to sh- see a show that was focused on, um, I suppose, two younger queer people and like just their experiences but it being for a younger audience it being for kids and families as opposed to because a lot of people have this stereotype about like if you have gay content in your stuff then it's for adults which is kind of yeah that is uh, it's the same thing with like drag queens in america how like they're like basically stripping all their rights at the moment because they're like oh like drag queens shouldn't you know perform in front of children they shouldn't do readings for children and like it's the same as anything. If you're going to a show and it's a family show, it's going to be yeah. produced and written like a family show. If you're going, you know, on a Saturday night to a show, it's going to be written for an 18 plus show. It's the same with like drag queens and gay, like that type of thing. Like they know their audience. 
they're not going to get up in front of a bunch of kids and do like splits and death drops and like go crazy you know yeah. like it's just going to be an experience for them to know like what drag is and like you know an exposure to gay people you yeah. know and like I really noticed it last year as well with the Stranger Things 4 um, I don't know if you've seen Stranger Things but mm. one of the main characters in the show um, his name is Will he's closeted um, to be fair it was the 80s so it kind of makes sense but the thing is he has a crush on this other boy in the show called Mike and your man Mike is with the main girl and everyone kind of ships them together but it was really weird seeing the reactions of some people being like oh I think it'd be cute if Mike and Will were together and people are like why are you sexualizing children like and then you realize these people are doing the same thing for Mike and his girlfriend like they're like oh my god so cute like this is such a cute relationship and you then you realize the only reason why they're like why are we pushing like adult relationships onto children is it just between the two guys who yeah. could be together and not for the straight guy and his girlfriend like yeah no 100% and I didn't realize it until then it was until I was like why do people think the relationship between the two guys is an adult relationship but when it's between the guy and the girl it's like oh I ship this they're so cute together I think that stems from the fact that most gay relationships don't start until later in life. I feel like because, like, I don't know what, like, the most common age to come out is, but, like, hypothetically, we'll just say, like, 18, you know, like, that kind of vibe, because some people are a bit later, some people are a bit younger, but, like, maybe, like, in general, kind of by, like, 18, 19, like, a good few people will probably be out by that age, and it's, like, that's when, like, relationship starts, so, like, I feel like people can't see, like, young gay relationships, because, like, they'll just say things like, oh, like, you're too young, how do you know? Mm-hmm. Or, like, maybe it's just a phase, like, these types of things. So, like, they don't take it as seriously as, like, do you know if, like, a boy and a girl are going out? Yeah. And I think that's why it's good to have shows like Heart Stopper, where it's, like, they're a bit younger. Mm-hmm. And, like they, like, they know it. Like, the characters are like, no, this isn't a phase. I want to be with him. Yeah, know? exactly. And I think, like, I haven't seen all of season two yet. Like, I'm still in the midst of watching it, so nobody <laughs> give out to me. I'm going to finish on Monday, I promise. Um, but... I do think it's interesting that, like, the character Nick is bisexual and then, like, he kind of goes through moments with that as well where he feels like that's not being heard. And I think that's a really good point as well because, like, very few movies that, like, there's, like, bi men who I feel like would, like, it showcases, like, what that's like for them in, like, a tasteful way. Yeah, that's actually a really good point you made there because that was another one we wanted to move on to as well, which is by Razor, which is basically Mm -hmm. this idea in media that bisexual characters aren't represented, that they're always either pretty much gay or that they're experimenting but they don't actually mean anything they're ultimately straight another weird thing is people don't consider them gay unless they end up or sorry they don't yeah. consider them bi unless they end up with someone of the same, same sex, sex yeah, yeah it's like if they go back to a man they're like yeah but they're not really bi though then. so it's just a fit it's like people like can't accept that you can want anyone and everyone do you know what i mean yeah. like it's it's normal, it's fine, it's okay to be portrayed in media, like, so many of everybody in the world is bi, but I feel like a lot of people still just see straight or gay. Yeah, I think because, like, shows, like, specifically need to emphasise, for people, for viewers to believe they're bi, they have to be like, okay, we need to put them with, um, let's say, a guy for one thing, and then a girl for the next relationship to get the point across, but sometimes you don't have that in a show like you don't have the possibilities to do the both of them so people just come away with whichever one they choose or like as well I know it's a lot in films they do use a lot of girls getting together but then they never really go beyond it like they'll kiss a girl and then I but it's like that they never really get like a serious written storyline like with a girl yeah it's like if a bi person's with someone of the opposite sex people are almost like oh like 
are probably not that by basically yeah. it's like a terrible way of saying it but like that's not true like by literally means that it can be either or so like just deal with that yeah I'm really interested to see how that develops now in the future of TV shows I think they're just going to have to have characters just be back like they'll get with a guy then they get with a girl over seasons yeah like I think that's the best way to do it as well it's just like show like a like a realistic portrayal where it's not like they're out looking for a man or looking for a woman it's just kind of like who comes into their life mm-hmm. kind of more of a sense I think have you seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine yeah, yeah I think Brooklyn Nine-Nine did a nice job of it with is it Rosa, Rosa. Yeah. yeah I feel like that was quite nice because it was very like she didn't want to make a huge deal out of it she just wanted people to know and to like just be aware of the situation I think that's kind of like a real response that like Obviously, for me, like, I'm very dramatic, so I love a big <laughs> showcase of everything. But, like, that's not a lot the sake for a lot of people. A lot of people just want to live their life the way they're living it now, but just to let people know what's up, you know? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be this, like, huge ordeal. Yeah. It's just, like, nobody really likes to make, have to make, like, a huge... Um, spectacle like I always think of um have you seen little I did little Britain yeah have you yeah. seen you know the only game yeah, in the village? yeah, yeah. Oh like that is like the epitome of like what most people hate <laughs> you know what I mean I know like it's that's gas to be fair but like nobody wants like personally for me anyway because I think I am the only game in my village and like that is like my worst nightmare of how I can like look or feel because it's like all the, all you are is gay like yeah. there's nothing else yeah like no I think that like I think Little Britain like with the only in the village that was just basically what TV shows are doing with Riverdale where they're like oh he's gay like have yeah. you heard and it's like yeah you've mentioned it 50 times like that's like that's like all they have going on yeah it's so crazy of those kind of like UK kind of like gritty they're shows so like good. they're so real they're so real I love it like I think UK television is a step above American but I think also Irish television I think UK television is the only one which like gets the reality right mm. like like in the US it's all very glamorized in Ireland we just don't have television because we can't afford it like yeah like RT does their best like <laughs> they actually like to be fair like some Irish TV stuff would be good but it's just like none of it's on like streaming platforms it's kind of just more aired so like I wouldn't end up watching it like I think Dairy Girls and the Young Offenders is great but I don't think yeah. they have too much for teenagers outside of it but no. like all the UK shows like My Mad Fat Diary Skins mm-hmm. The Inbetweeners like like or even like stuff like Geordie Shore like I used to love Geordie Shore like I that was like when I was like 13, 14 it's like I want to be like that <laughs> like I know I am so, yeah, so full circle moment I'm goal a mess. achieved goal <laughs> achieved but uh, speaking moving away from the uh, kill your gay slash sad gay trope it's also called kill your gay because there's a lot of films where gay people just end up dead yeah yeah oh there's this book that I read and it's called The Little Life and it's really popular and I hate that book so much because it's basically about four gay guys living in New York I think one might be, be bisexual I can't remember but there's just this one character and his whole life is horrible like his life keeps getting worse and every time you think it's not going to get worse it just keeps on getting worse Yeah. and it's very clear they're like he's gay and he has a hard life oh this book is so sad and it's like yeah like that's such an easy way to write it like we can all write horrible things that happen but like how about writing how he's going to overcome it like give people some hope oh yeah it was such like it was such trauma porn yeah for like a thousand pages I get what you mean one show that I think absolutely everybody should watch is have you seen Pose oh I've seen clips of it like that show is like so amazing like this um, girl that I'm friends with Bella told me about it and I hadn't realised I'd seen it until she said it and Bella chance as well and she was like no like it's so gas like you need to watch it I was like okay and it's like it's like the perfect like representation of like giving like 
trans people like a, and like gay people like a genuine like good storyline mm-hmm. like the storylines in it are like so real like it's like it based in like new york but like kind of more around the time of like kind of like aids crisis more than like it w- would be kind of now and it shows like people like dying from it because like nobody really knows what to do like the fact that like you know if they're caught up in any sort of like violence or crime and stuff like that like you know like they're the ones that are going to be blamed or killed because they're like you know trans women of color like nobody cares for them yeah and then they compete in like the ballroom which is like huge in new york like especially back yeah. in the day and it's like it means so much to them and it has like such high status in like their world and like i just think it's like such a good show i'd say like for everybody to watch it like it just shows so well like their world and i think that's like such like an interesting thing to like look at and i would second that as well because the guy who wrote it and directed it ryan murphy now he's done a lot of stuff he's done american oh he's done glee he does (laughs) glee american horror story i love his shows they're for the girls and the gays they are for the girls and the gays like he knows what to do like he read lee michelle those lines for six seasons Glee is so rough when you look at the behind the scenes. Like they're like, oh yeah, we wrote these insults based on the characters. Like, yeah, they were so bad. Like it's um when like Santana in like one of the later seasons there's like a huge read on her. Yeah, and like it's like well over like two minutes long, and she said like she had to say so many times how like uncomfortable she felt like doing it because yeah. it was so personal to like his character and I was like oh like that's kind of brutal and he was like crying as well because yeah. he knew they were real he knew they were just insulting him like the writers yeah which is awful like but um it's really weird so much of Lee because like Mark Sailing you know obviously yeah. and in the show they're like they had him like recording a sex tape but he's underage and everyone's like telling him so he's like do know you could be arrested for like child pornography and yeah then, like, decade later rec- arrested for or child pornography in the show they say like where do you think you'll be in 20 years and his character says um dead or in, in jail, jail or, or both. both yeah and i'm just like <gasps> he knew ryan murphy knows he has stuff in that closet and, like, scandal but like the glee curse is so real it's so real it's so real like. it's so real it's so scary because I actually love all my Glee girlies yeah I hope nothing happens to anyone next me too yeah. I ha- I love them they're my girls I know like I'm not gonna lie. I do love watching Glee like the, I think it's so funny like I think Sue is so funny like, I, the I, I love I absolutely love it and like you know for it's time like Chris Gopher was like the first yeah. like openly gay character to ever win like ever sort of any sort of like really major like TV award was it an Emmy I think for like yeah, best supporting did. male actor and like that was huge was. back in like 2010 like that was unheard of there was no other show with that many um like lead queer characters on as well but like obviously they did make a bit of topic on the show but at the same time like it was just like they're like it's it's glee it's pretty gay guys like and yeah then santana and um, Brittany. Brittany got together yeah and it was just like the two head cheerleaders getting together i love that i think looking back like that was like such a power move from them yeah. because like like you wouldn't really be able to tell in the earlier seasons that was going to happen but even at that it's like out of all the characters they chose like two like you know pretty popular. like pretty yeah. popular straight cheerleaders to like have their own relationship and they like in one season like season three like they gave it so much depth like mm-hmm. they went full like full like gears running with like a storyline for like to make it such like a deep relationship and that's what i love is like it wasn't like secondary to like um Corey and Leah yeah. like with their main relationship they gave it like just as much time and attention but that's why people loved it that's why everyone was obsessed with them because like they were given just as so much amount of time as like the straight couple was mm-hmm. you know and like um as well I think one of the main reasons they did it was because 
there was a big fan response, kind of like in the earlier seasons, being like, lol, Wobbins of Santana and Brittany got together. And every other showrunner like, would ignore that if they saw that on Twitter. Yeah. Because there's so many shows where like everyone's like, like if you've seen Teen Wolf, who is a Dylan O'Brien's character. Oh, and yeah, Sinus, it's the main guy, isn't he? Um, it's actually another wolf. It's like, oh my God, they don't like each other, so like they should get together. But loads of fans wanted it, and the showrunners really leaned into it, but they never went into it because like, they didn't want to make a couple gay. Yeah. Then like with Glee, your man listened. He was like, you know what? Yeah, why don't they get together? Yeah, like, I, did you ever see for... It's so off topic, but for Disney Channel, did you ever see Wizards Wavy Face? Yeah. And... So Selena Gomez's character Alex Russo, um, and she had a friend in the show maybe a bit later all called Stevie, mm-hmm. who was like oh, really cool and edgy. Her. Like she was very much kind of like an it girl, and everybody was like, "Oh, Stevie gives like really gay energy." Like, <laughs> like shipping Stevie and Alex together, and the show had basically like come out and said that like if that show was made now, like Alex definitely would have been buying. Like oh. they would have had a relationship together, but like at the time they just like couldn't really put that on Disney Channel yeah. and then when you think back like how many Disney Channel shows like probably had like a gay character that like they couldn't say was gay there's so there's so many queer coded Disney shows but like, like High School Musical Brian actually lately he's officially like on High School yeah. Musical, Musical his character came on um, whatever and he got he, he's married now to a guy like I bet it's about time like obviously or even like What's the piano girl, Kelsey? Yeah. Like, a lot of people say for her. So, now, these are obviously just, like, you know, speculations and stuff like that. But it's, like, this is before the time where they could even say it. They just had to, like, hint at it really yeah. heavily and hope for the best. Which is, like, so wild. That was only, like, what, like, 20 years ago? Yeah. Not even, like, 15. And, like, I think subtext. I always find it so funny because, like, at first I'd be, like lol there's no subtext there then i would watch a video and be like there's so much subtext there there's yeah, so much you just subtext. have to look for it yeah like it's taking time but i think it is getting there yeah, yeah i think so as well i think like it's you know it's all about progress like if you think about like the way like gays were even portrayed like 30 40 years ago like mm-hmm. it was like down in the gutter like over sexualized like yeah. broke no careers like that kind of thing like basically like not even like treated like not I wouldn't say like a person but just like you know like a lesser person but now you know it's getting to the point where like they almost want to go the o- opposite direction they want to make sure like everybody knows and like yeah, they want to yeah. make sure that like it's this really big deal and like you know like to like almost like make it like huge but like I think when we get to like a nice kind of like we can just write them the same as everyone else yeah. but it's just they have a different sexuality that's when it's going to be really good i think that's really interesting because like i'm not complaining about the progress but i think like we've reached a stage where like writers do have the potential to write what you're saying but the thing is they just i don't think a lot of them just know how to write queer characters a lot of them don't because like maybe they just don't know many gay people or just not (laughs) or just not enough or they're like oh this is really important we need to let the audience know that they're gay but they don't realize that they could just show it like like you can show it really ca- you can show it like really casually yeah. like and like most people will be able to pick up on it like like most people I presume at some point or another have had gay friends or a gay friend or like no gay people like you don't have to say it explicitly like you can just show it naturally like the same way you would with straight people like you're not going to say at the start of the movie like this person is straight you know I think there's a film that came out last year called Knives Out. Um, oh, I've seen the first one. I've yeah. seen the second one. And in the second one, it's revealed that the main detective guy who's played by Daniel Craig, mm-hmm. that he's actually either in a relationship or married to Hugh Grant, basically. Okay. Yeah, and they just touch on it for, like, he's just at home with him. And then they go away and they don't speak about it. But then, like, I think Daniel Craig's character is really fun. So it's really nice just to have, like, a non-straight character 
like be in a relationship and still be really cool and complex and they're like oh yeah he's dating Hugh Grant yeah yeah or even love Brooklyn Nine-Nine again I'm Captain Holt yeah um, yeah like that's such like I love that because it's like not because like you wouldn't expect him to be gay and stuff like that but I'm like that's like another type of person who can be gay because everybody can be like they don't have to be like this kind of like stereotype like you know the same like stereotypical very kind of a thing like they don't yeah. have to just be the one mold like he's like you know the captain of like the precinct like he's a husband he's a really big career and like you know i just love that like it's so casual with it like mm-hmm. the, his like husband pops up the same at the time like the equivalent of like terry's wife will pop up you know yeah. like it's so like evenly split like i love that so like it's obviously it's important to show really feminine, really masculine. So it's also show, important to show like people who kind of float more in the middle. Yeah. Like most of the gay people that I be friends with, I feel like would kind of be in and around the middle, like not really like masculine, not really feminine, kind of in like that little centerish, kind of like a bit of both kind of a thing. Yeah. And it's important to see that as well, you know. Like I think there's a good few movies and like TV shows that have good storylines about coming out or about like first relationships and stuff. But I just think. The more there is, the more that will be relatable to more people. Yeah. So, like, even, like, trying to find, like, stuff for this, like, we had to, like, search for, like, movies or, like, TV shows, like, that had, like, main gay characters. Because, mm-hmm. like, even now, there's still not many. There's still not many. Like, even most of the ones we've named, the gay character isn't the main character. Yeah. They're, yeah. like, a side character who is, like, a fan favorite. Like, if, like, you can think of so many movies, like, you can name any movie and there's a main character who's straight, who has a problem, who... Which isn't about a sexuality. Yeah. So let's do the same for gay people. Like, is there any series that I'm trying to think of one? I can't. I yeah. literally can't, which is like so bad. Yeah, that's actually really bad to be fair. Yeah. I can't think of one. I think it's because like people don't bother making a gay character unless there's a reason for them to be gay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which I think might be <clears throat> kind of part of the reason. It's like, oh, why bother if it's not going to be a gay story? Yeah, I think unless it's someone who's like actually. Um, queer who makes the story but then again then they're like I feel like the studios who are in charge are like oh if you're doing something about being queer then like you kind of have to emphasise it yeah like let's amp it up and I think that's just because like everyone probably wants a good image in the sense like they want to be seen like they're okay with it like you don't want to be the studio Studio, that people think are homophobic no one's going to work with you anymore you know so I think a lot of people are just trying to make sure that like their brand is like okay like I went onto Revolut and I saw a rainbow when I went into my Revolut app <laughs> for Pride Month and I was like, this is gas. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I love the support, but it's also so, it's so, like, brands are, like, trying to make sure, like, people know that they're okay with it and, like, also get that coin. Yeah, it's called, something's called, like, uh, is it, like, rainbow capitalism or something? But it's, like, something, they, something of the sort. Like, yeah. I just get a good giggle out of it. I like, and, like yeah. I love a good bargain and, like, you get loads <laughs> for Pride Month, which is gas, but... You know, that's kind of the same with everything. Like, any sort of, like, holiday, like, companies are going to capitalise on. But I suppose, like, I'd still take that over, like, people hating the gays any day. Like, not, like, we still made a load of progress. Like, it's still so much better than what it was. And, like, every day more and more people become more accepting. So the progress is great, but that doesn't mean that there still can't be more. Yeah, moving away from, like, the whole kind of tropes about, like, killer gays, sad gays. I was thinking, like, the only film I've seen where, like, being gay is, uh, like, a really, really positive experience is Call Me By Your Name. But, Mm. like, interestingly, you actually, you have issues with that film. Yeah, a little bit. Like, I think the movie, like, itself is a little bit long, but it is really good. Like, it is, it's just, for me, I thought, like, it was nearly, what, like, two and a half hours, just thought it was a bit long. 
but I think it's really good. I think the acting in it is really good, even though your man, not Timothy Chalamet, the other main Sorry, guy. Yeah, kind of kind of weird now, yeah. a little bit. But I did think the acting itself was really good, but I just think, like, I don't know, parts of it were just, like, kind of a lot. Like, the age difference for me was just always kind of one thing I felt like nobody ever spoke about the movie. And I guess maybe that's the point, that, like, he's supposed to be older and, like... I don't know, the lines are kind of blurred and, like, is it a relationship or is your man just taking advantage of Timothy Chalamet's character? Like, it's all kind of, like, weird and kind of blurred. But, like, thinking back, like, it, maybe that's kind of, a, like, a real point. You know what I mean? Like, that happens in gay relationships, like, because, like, there's always, like, such a big age difference. Like, it's, like, such, like, a common thing. Like, it's either a big age difference or a long distance. I feel like that's <laughs> such a common thing in, like, gay relationships when you're younger. And, like... I don't know I just I find the movie kind of like weird just because of the age thing but like I get its point Mm -hmm. you know what I mean yeah no you definitely do have a point and I I think I've seen this earlier I think the age gap in the book is larger and I don't think it's acknowledged in the book either yeah I don't know if that's part of the whole romanticizing aspect of it like this idea like oh this older man wants to get with me I feel like that could be a part of it it's very much like this almost like magical thing like even the way it starts like he's just kind of at home doing his thing and suddenly like this man like pops up out of nowhere to like live with him where he's sat in like the countryside of like Italy or whatever you know like it is kind of like fairy tale yeah I mean, you could say the same for, like, Beauty and the Beast. Like, did she love him or was she just enslaved? Like, Stockholm s- Syndrome. You know? Love to see it. Like, w- like, I suppose you never know. Like, if you deep things too much. Like, I get what the movie was for and it was really emotional. But I just think, I don't know. I just think the age thing. The age thing I just always find a little bit weird. Because I think in the movie they never sp- talked they about never it. Talk he about never it. asked how old he was. They never really, like, said anything about it. I always just find that a little weird. Mm-hmm. I can't remember because I've watched that film like 20 times but I, I don't think it's ever acknowledged I can't think of him no being like it's not like they never talk about it because yeah. like th- I remember later the first time I watched it I was like oh it's like are they not going to talk <laughs> about like how like big of an age difference there is but there isn't yeah and like I think it's, like the thing is like I feel like if they got rid of it it would be so good because like the film's in the 80s but the parents are like very accepting and yeah no I sort love of, like, that I actually I love I, I do quite love the idea of the movie in general I love that edit you know the edit of Timothy Chalamet dancing yeah. from like yeah, 2020 yeah. like COVID like yeah. that edit is everything yeah <laughs> but yeah I don't know why they never talked about it that's kind of a like personal thing like nothing it's movie just for me I always just like wish that like they had talked about that more because if it was a thing that he was a lot older I would have found it interesting if they had like acknowledged yeah rather rather than i don't know if it's just who they wanted to cast or if they wanted him to look older like i don't know yeah they stood close by the book because i think the age gap was there and i haven't read the book in a while so i can't remember it but i think it was like it was like he's very clearly like 24 or something the other guy's like 17 yeah but um it looks like that anyway though yeah i don't know why like because the thing is it's such a i think it's a great film personally and i really like how in the end the dad's giving the speech to him he's like oh i know you had something special with him and i had that before Mm-hmm. And I know how it feels to have that, like... And it was just very different, because I thought it'd be, like, oh, my God, our son's gay. It's the yeah. 80s. He can't be gay. I actually did. I did quite like that. And I liked how, like, people, like, treated him, like, the two boys together, like, they would have, like... They had, like, a girlfriend, you know what I mean? They were yeah. very much, like, just wanted the best for all of them. And, like, the way they, like, broke up was, like, so real. You know what I mean? It wasn't, like... Yeah, it was just so real, like, and it was so upsetting, like that scene by the fire yeah, at the yeah. end with the, after the phone call, like it is. But it's I, rough. I kind of love it though. They're like, anyway, I'm going off with my boyfriend to Rome. Bye. And yeah. Like, Bye. I love that actually. That is so cute. I just think like, 
I feel like if they had just talked about the age thing more, I think I could have, like, understood the relationship more because I always kind of found it hard to, like, just, like, understand what was going on with them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it was a lot of, like, better left unsaid, like, a lot of, like, unspoken words, I think, with them that maybe I just didn't pick up on. It's a very popular movie, but the thing is, like, you're not actually the first person I've heard. I've heard this from a good few people now who are like, I don't like the film because the age gap. So it's a very fair point. Um, and I do want to check over the book because it's quite notable the gap in the book and I'm fairly sure like if they kept in the film for a reason then they yeah that was definitely done on purpose because that was a big production movie and that movie was definitely made to like be successful so like I'd say a lot of people auditioned for those roles yeah I think we've touched on the main tropes there between just kill your gaze slash bury your gaze we said sad gaze I think sad gaze (laughs) falls under kill your gaze but I'm just gonna say because it's just basically when gay characters have a sad life because they are gay because they are oppressed because they are suffering illness because they are bullied or something the two types of gays that you'll never see on screen which is very hyper femme mm. with, and kind of very like hyper mass kind yeah. of a thing yeah. and like obviously those should be represented but it's just there's kind of a lack of the in between and yeah the gay sidekick which the gay sidekick of course never I feel like that's going to exist forever for that, some reason it, that is something that is so embedded <laughs> in our culture like yeah. It's, like, it's so real, though. It's so real being the gay psychic. Like, yeah. even, like, in, like, my life, like, I feel like sometimes, like, you can almost just feel like it because you see it so much. You're, like, I'll be talking. And I'm, like, am I just, like, the gay side character right now? Just, like, with my, like, one-liners and, like, no dimension. Just, like, <laughs> do, just, like, just, like, doing my bit for the day. Like, it, like, it's so weird. Like, I know, like, I've, like, like, I have, like, friends who, like, I know, like, their moms have been before. They're, like, oh, like... I love him and he's like you see like your gay best friend and like my friends are like no like you can't say that yeah. but like obviously like these like like middle-aged women don't know that like what that means or whatever which is like so fine but it's like just so interesting that like that is like so real that how people like see gay people it's like so. a gay best friend yeah no I didn't think about that but I actually do think because it feels like every group of girls has a gay best friend yeah. you're right you know what I mean like it's so common nowadays like like there's a group photo of a group of girls on Instagram, okay? There's, like, eight of them in the photo. There'll be eight girls and, like, one, like, tall guy. Yeah. Because he's, like, the gay best friend of the group. Like, it's just, like... Oh, my God. It's just part of it now. That's actually mad. Like, because the thing is, like, I know, like, yourself, like, you're very, very funny to hang out with. Oh, thanks. But the thing is, like, as well, like... Kyle actually he has dimension he has layers <laughs> to him I'm more than just my sexuality don't yeah. worry but like what do you think of that then do you think like it's more funny or would you be like I, wish I it was think bitch. like time and place you know what I mean like there, I think there's some things I've seen where I'm like oh I'd love if they were just more than that but I'm also like so like not every character can be the main character so you kind of <laughs> except me except me of yeah. course but like yeah, <laughs> but like sometimes like there's also like side char- like side characters like who are just there to be a side character so if they can make someone that's funny who has you know a few moments on screen like that's good too it's just if I feel like there's like someone who has a load of air time but like it's just like their their gay best friend like it's just two dimensional that's what kind of upsets me it's like you could have done so much oh, more yeah you know it's like let me meet up with my hook up on grinder that's <laughs> literally no like that's like half like that that's so kevin from over there he goes to a park and he just gets with a guy and he keeps on yeah. doing, I'm like kevin like it's so crazy like, like kevin there are people dying at the moment <laughs> there's like three different murders in your town yeah and stay he's safe like, out there he's like let me go on grinder which yeah. is so real <laughs> 
oh my god I don't know who wrote that show but like whoever wrote that show was like took one look at Twitter and TikTok and was like this is teenagers that's how they speak no they literally looked up like top 10 ways to be a gay teen and just like <laughs> rinsed through the list they looked at like the how to from 10 years ago you know the how to like yeah really, like, oh my god <laughs> stop they're so gas but yeah I think just before we go we just want to talk about one more thing and that is in Hollywood gay actors playing straight actors and straight actors playing gay actors just your thoughts on it before oh, we head yes. Um there's a lot of straight actors that can play gay roles really well like I have no problem with that because gay actors also want to play straight roles yeah you know like because a lot of those big money roles are Literally, straight men yeah. and you know I presume that like we would also like to have the opportunity one thing I would say is that like I although I'm fine with like gay like straight men playing like gay roles I don't know how that affects other people and stuff so maybe not everyone's okay with it like they might yeah. feel like you know there's not enough there in general and that like whatever gay roles that they have should go to gay people because they don't get like as much opportunity so I see like both sides of it but I just think like I'm not that involved in the movie making <laughs> industry so from my perspective I'm okay with that yeah I think one hard thing is though like um the issue is like there's some actors who aren't out in Hollywood like realistically yeah. there's some because there are some executives who are still very homophobic mm-hmm. so if they come out then they're not going to get that role so kind of asking those actors to put them to basically come out the closet so they can get these roles yeah it's going to affect them probably negatively because there's going to be an executive who's like I'm not having that character like if you've ever seen like even like you know Jeffree Star like yeah he be going on podcasts and very clearly saying, like, I saw one, I don't know if he's with Jake or Logan Paul, I can't really tell them apart, but he was like, oh, yeah, he was like, Jeffrey was like, I've gotten with, like, basically, like, every, like, basketball player or whatever, and then one of the Paul brothers was like, oh, no, like, I don't believe you, and in, like, 10 seconds, he whips up his phone, shows him DMs, and your man's gagged, and he's like, yeah, but he's like, it's not my place to out them or whatever, but he's like, these people, like, basically aren't allowed to come out. Yeah, they can't. For their careers, like, they're, like, and I know people be like, oh, like, you can't not tell someone. But, like, if you have, like, a whole team of people saying, like, if you're going to come out, mind you, like, how hard it is already, like, you're not going to have a career, you're going to lose all, like, your brand deals, like, you're probably not going to. Like, yeah. there is one openly gay soccer player in, like... And he gets so and much he shit. he gets so much shit. I follow him on Instagram because I think he's great. I think his name's, like, Jake Daniels or something. But Go I follow him on Instagram because I think he's great. But he, there's one, there's, like, nine, there's, like... I would say, like, realistically, like, four, like, proper tiers of, like, English football, like, in terms of, like, the leagues, with, like, what, 20-odd teams in each league, and you're telling me there's one openly gay soccer player. No. That's like, like, that's crazy. Just, um, I think as a last note, we just want to mention as well, trans actors. Personally, I think trans actors at the moment should be played by trans, or trans characters should be played by trans actors, because there's so little roles for them anyways. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're just starting to come into the mainstream in film and television, that they should be able to tell their story before yeah other people definitely like there's not as many like trans roles as there would be for like other roles like straight roles or gay roles or anything like that so i think it's really important that not saying that like not everyone's capable of doing it but i think it's important that like if a trans person is playing a trans person in a show i just think it gives that like layer of like sensitivity and like you know that it's going to be done in like done really like tastefully you know because like they the only people that get it is people who are trans like they're the only people who understand like those feelings and that struggle and stuff like that and I just think like right now it's important to like let that be told in Mm -hmm. a really like okay manner you know I think especially because like there's so much trans phobia at the moment Mm -hmm. that like yeah I think until it comes to a stage where there's enough where trans roles aren't 
a, a rare thing where it's not like, oh my God, this trans rule. When they're very common, then maybe other people want to play, but until then, I think... Yeah, I think until then, like, let's... Not even let's be fair, but let's be right, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's it. I think the only way we're going to... The only way you're going to have a conveying story and, like, really just, like, connect with people is if someone who is trans is playing it because they're the only people that's going to be able to connect to the role because it's so niche. Like, someone who hasn't gone through something like that, like, it's going to be really hard to get that emotion and also, like, trans people probably don't get to go up for as many roles as straight people in terms of, like, playing, like, the leading man or lady. So yeah. I think it's important to, like also give them a space to act and show their talents. And I, t- I think the last two main roles for trans people um, in film has been quite, like, kind of wankery for, like, the Oscars in the sense that, like, um, it's basically sad gays again. It's like, oh, this trans person, yeah. they're really depressed and their life is horrible. And there was one played by Eddie Redmayne called The Danish Girl. He's nominated for that one. And then there's another one, Dallas Buyers Club. He's played by Jared Leto. And it was, like, this uh, drug-addicted trans prostitute. Like, all the trans people I know, like, they're pretty chill. Yeah, and, like, you know, people are just people at the end of the day. We all go through the same things. Like, you know, like, a trans person's everyday problem isn't probably, like, where am I going to get, like, this my drugs to, like, go, like, pro- prostitute myself. It's probably, like, something more serious and something more... Well, not more serious, but something more, like... Normal. Relatable yeah. or real, like, you know? Like, fuck, I need to get to my class so, in, Something like, more everyday. Like, that. I think that's my thing is, like, these, like, gay... Uh, these gay, like, characters, these trans characters never have, like everyday problems they only have like big and like huge like life crises like there's never just like an everyday problem like basically what i've learned from films is if i approach kyle he doesn't have any small problems in life he's just going through midlife crises yeah i'm just having a gay crisis like 24 7 like i can't just be tired you know what i mean like there's just there's no there's no like scaling it's just so extreme probably brings us to the end of our episode i'm very glad that kyle came on because i feel like you have just so much wisdom on everything for some reason. <laughs> like, I could feel like I could approach you with a really random topic and you would just have, like, a mountain of stuff. And I'd be like, Kyle, you're not even interested in this. Like, how do you know? No, I'm just full of bullshit. Like. <laughs> <laughs> he's just actually everything we just said. He just made it all up. Yeah, I'm so fake, guys. Yeah, Don't worry. So, that's so quirky of you, though. That's so crazy. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so real. But, uh, yeah, I suppose wrap it up. Go see Taylor Swift next year. Of course. Go, um, Thank go you so much for having me. No problem. Thank you for coming on. Uh, go to to some Taylor, some Lana, some Coldplay, some Mariana, mm-hmm. Dua Lipa. Yeah. Support your girlies and support all your local gays and drag queens. Happy Cork Pride two weeks later. <laughs> Thank God. Okay. Thanks everyone. I really hope you enjoyed it. I'll see you later. Bye.